Hey guys, Graham here. It's Friday, which means we get to share with you another one of our most popular clips from a past interview. This week, Bert Kreischer. The clip you're about to hear is trending on our Instagram right now. Hope you enjoy. Birdie Boy, your company, I think you have something like a dozen uh, staffers. Explain like the specifics of what the company does. What happened in my career is that I noticed that no one was going to take care of me. I started doing my own promo videos, even when my buddy said they were horrible ideas. I started doing things on my own that, that I was like, that's just me. And then what would happen is brands would come to me and be like, yo, we want to do something. Can you just do something with us? And Leanne was smart enough to be like, uh, you know, a great partner we have is Liquid Death. And she's like, let's invest in the company. Like, if you, if you believe in, and, they, and they, they believe in your creative ideas, you should work with them. And things were happening all at that time. And, and, and I had a year. This year was, this 2023 was my, it was the year of the machine. It was like the movie came out, the special came out. We did a second year of our festival. We were doing our first cruise. We were doing Red Rocks again. It was an arena tour. We were buying a tour bus. I mean, all these things. And I said, if there's a time to double down and bet on yourself, like the great comics have, Joe Rogan bet on himself. He did all of it himself. And I went, that's what you do. You just focus on you and you build the people around you to help. And when I did, and, I, and anyone who was like a legit mother someone who knew what they were doing, I just steal them and go, come work for me. I, I love what you do. You run my social media. You're amazing. Come work for me. And and then especially like Netflix has been a great partner, but they were like kind of like market your special. And it, it did well. And so I think my initial idea was just work at the podcast, but then we started marketing the movie. We took over our premiere. Today's premiere day for my movie, The Machine. And this is the red carpet for the premiere. We just started doing everything in-house. Everything was, I'd have an idea and I'd go, let's do it. And then we'd do it and then it would succeed. And then other people started coming to me going, hey, can you help me? I had a call from a comedian this morning going, hey, can you help me? I need help marketing my tour, will you help me? And I guess ideally in a, in a perfect world, we'd run a business that does that. I just help comics, like if a comic, I'm like, yeah, I got time. Let's go get coffee and we'll talk. But, but eventually it will turn into eventually another I'd line love, of business I'd, I'd love to. Yeah. I mean, we did it with Shane Torres' special. We shot a special for him. The the people in this house, my Leanne produced the special. We got the same directors that do my specials. We took it out. It's all over the place right now. Cat Williams can find it on Tubi. And <laughs> But yeah, everything started becoming in-house. And then I watched everyone else. Sebastian's all in-house. Tommy's all in-house. Rogan's all in-house. Everyone's all in-house. Tim Dillon's all in-house. Shane Gillis just moved to Austin to start his own production company to make his own shorts. He doesn't need Saturday Night Live anymore. And so I think we kind of followed that business model or adjacently started creating that business model as other comics did it. And it's just been amazing. I mean, this house pays for itself. It pays for everyone that's an employee here. And, and by the way, if it was losing money, I'd still do it because I'm having so much Fun. The most difficult step in that process for you in bringing everything in house was what? Spending the money. I don't like spending money. Like I, I'm pretty cheap. I just was nervous when you start hiring 12 people, and then I, that would overwhelm me, and I get freaked out. I remember hearing, you know, we hired one person. It was a pretty hefty salary, and I remember being like, "Oh, what the? F this is how. This is what happened, MC Hammer." And then someone said, you know, she's just month to month. And I went, oh, huh, so, so if everything goes sideways, we can just fire everyone, right? <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, that's all. Spending the money was the hardest part. And like redoing a kitchen, redoing a kitchen to make it television friendly, you know, buying a house, all of that. Buying the tour bus, uh, that was like, I was like, oh. But then you look at all the money you spent on tour buses and you're like, I should have done this five years ago. Why'd you make uh, Leanne CEO of your company? She's smarter than I am. She knows more stuff. She knows where all our money is. I don't, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you how much money I make. I mean, for real. Oh, come on. I mean, I know, I can, I know what I grossed on tour last year, but at, when I read it, I went, are you serious? Like when I read it, I actually said to Leanne, is this like a, is this real? And so like when Leanne buys and, a house. Like, and when she told you, what was your reaction? I didn't believe her. I thought she was wrong. And then our business manager showed us a piece of paper with our net worth. And I went, I exhaled for that. And then, by the way, that happened like two weeks ago. Really? I exhaled. I went, so like when she bought this house, she's like, I'm going to buy a house to do podcasts out of. And I was like, baby, that's a f Please don't. Please don't. I said, that's how you lose your money in this business, trying to be bigger than you are. She goes, you know, we make a lot of money from the podcast. We got two bears. We got yours. The cooking show is a very valuable product. She goes, I want to build a kitchen for the cooking show. I want to, I want to set up a room for you. I want, to, I want your work to be away from our house. It was all in the same place. Like, I like having younger comics on my podcast because I really think that's the future. And, and, I, and I know from my past successes that when you, when you foster talented young comics, they don't forget it. And they're always your friend. And they're always generous to you, and even when they blow up way past you. Look at Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis is the biggest comic in the country right now. Andrew Schultz is the biggest. These, the biggest comics in the country are all younger than me right now. And, and it was weird having younger comics come to the house and be like, holy And they're like, you bought a house just to do a podcast in? But Leanne bought this house. I love this house. Yeah. And I love it because when I come here, I know I'm working. I'm shooting promos. I'm doing podcasts. I'm doing the cooking show. I create. I love this house. But Leanne's got that brain where she does, does the math and goes, we can afford it. In what ways did Kevin Hart's company influence you? Kevin Hart's a gangster. I, I love that dude. This sounds not sexy, but he was the brand. He was the guy because I liked what he was doing. He was getting out and running every day with his team. And then all of a sudden he teams up with Nike and does his own line of clothes where he did, you know, did his own shoe where he does. I love that Kevin Hart would find the And he was doing what Joe was doing, and Joe did it with his company on it. But he was doing it on, on even a bigger level and creating, bringing all his people in-house in who Because, like, look, I, I say this all the time. We're, we know where the good cocaine is. We got the hookup. I know the good cocaine, uncut, unstepped on, no fentanyl. It's other great comics, it's other social media managers, it's other producers, it's other cameramen. You know it, you know it. When you need a good cameraman, you know where to go. We do, we know that. So to go out of house and to watch Kevin do that all in-house and then see, he did a documentary and you watched his team and you were like, but that's inspiring. And he believed in himself. That's the hardest part. The other sexy thing I thought about Kevin was, he was ambitious, and that ambition is not something comics smile upon in this business. Other comics do not like an ambitious comic. Someone who says, and, and I had to come to terms with my ambition because I am ambitious, but I, I also kind of rope-a-dope the business into thinking I just drink and party and I'm not thinking things through. Well, look, when I get ready for a special, I am ha all hands on deck for 18 months about that special. I'm very ambitious. I, I I'm, will never say I want to be the greatest comic that ever lived, but I do want the respect of my peers and I want fans to feel like I haven't lost it and I haven't stayed out of touch. And, and, and when you say that out loud, sometimes other comics will be like, oh, what the f are you doing? 
Like that, you think you're going to start a production company? You know, being ambitious in this world right now, there's so now there's a lot of ambition, and uh, it was scary. But Kevin, I just and by the way, his specials were awesome. His movies were f amazing. I think Kevin's a real, you know, I think he's a, a gangster man. As always, thanks for listening. To see more trending clips from my team, go to youtube.com/slash Graham Bensinger.